0: With me in the cafe at Artichoke Music is child psychiatrist, poet, and artist Dr. Diane Kaufman. She's here to talk about the release of her suicide prevention song, Don't Give Up, which is designed to give support to those who are struggling with mental health issues and thinking about suicide. In case you were not aware, suicide is the leading cause of death among youth 10 to 24 in Oregon. So here's an interesting role that music may play in bringing those stats down. Diane Kaufman is founder of Oregon-based Arts Medicine for Hope and Healing and the Arts and Resiliency Center at Mind Matters PC. We're starting out differently this time. I'll let you hear the song first, and then we'll talk to the doctor.
1: spirit's light. Yes, it's dark, but now is not forever. We will make it through together.
0: give up and you are dr kaufman
2: yes i am what would
0: you like me to call you dr kaufman diane dr diane uh dr diane kaufman <laughs> or some other some other nickname that i don't know about
2: you can call me diane
0: okay that's good <laughs> and let's let me get one with one thing straight who leaves the 50 bucks at the end <laughs> you or well, me? i guess we'll decide at the end <laughs> <laughs> so don't give up what's the story of that song okay that we just heard
2: yes so um i guess it has a a more immediate story Mm -hmm. and it has the longer story
0: this is a podcast you can talk as long as you like
2: okay okay (laughs) so um more immediately i had written I like to write poetry mm-hmm. uh, and I had written a poem called Don't Give Up uh-huh. and I must have done that just a couple of months ago and I could hear the song in it ah. and then I reached out to some collaborators uh, who I had found um, on Upwork, uh, Ramaya Jackson. On what? On Upwork, which is an online site for freelance various artists.
3: Gotcha.
2: Uh, so contacted Ramaya, he and I had worked on another project, Mm -hmm. um, had done a song called Coronavirus Why, Uh W-H-Y in uh, English and Spanish about Uh. the nightmare of COVID and I was very pleased with what he had done and I reached out with him for Don't Give Up and he reached out to someone a singer-songwriter that he had worked with on the East Coast and uh, her name is Mia Stegner and my, I guess my vision or my hear my auditory vision Mm -hmm. of this song took place and um it's a it's about it starts off with the words don't give up even though you want to Mm -hmm. and i'm a child psychiatrist and have been for i don't know over 35 40 years Mm -hmm. and during the pandemic and even before the pandemic i was hearing so many young people talking about being anxious and depressed and suicidal, mm-hmm. and also attempting suicide. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I myself have my own mental health history, mm-hmm. uh, where don't I, we all? Yes, we do. <laughs> we do. <laughs> And my history, but the history, you know, the history is not as important as the present and the future. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But the history was that way back when, when I was in medical school, I had attempted suicide in a very serious way. Mm. And fortunately, um, I lived, my intention was to die, Mm -hmm. but I lived. Uh, And I know, I know a person can cross that line, and you don't want to cross that line. Oh yeah, And I, so uh, preventing suicide, um, has become very important to me in mm-hmm. many different ways. Uh, I also, in my family, my, um, my my then father-in-law had killed himself mm. by suicide.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I have an an uncle um, deceased now, but my uncle mm-hmm. Freddie, mm-hmm. uh, who was a lawyer, uh, he was my dad's older brother. And he um, had a depressive episode so severe uh, that he was hallucinating, he Mm. was hospitalized at Bellevue Hospital, Mm. Um, he received um, electroconvulsive shock therapy, and and he came back. He came back uh, 100% after a while and became a lawyer again. my uncle freddie was a very very flamboyant man mm-hmm. um, married about five times you know mm-hmm. h- very fashionable guy and in a man con- after my heart <laughs> in, in contrast to my father who was not like that at all ah. and in re- and knowing a bit about psychiatry and what happened to my uncle i really think that he had bipolar disorder uh-huh um my uh, my favorite aunt on my mom's side um was an artist and a poet uh mm-hmm. and uh, as she grew older much older but she really in terms of her mental health deteriorated mm. and became paranoid isolated mm, mm, mm. Uh, kind of look like um, mm-hmm. a homeless person, mm-hmm. lived in a single occupancy you know, resi- mm-hmm. um, home, residence, mm-hmm. right near the uh, Metropolitan Opera House, the wow. a- Empire Hotel. Huh. Um, and so there's mental health issues as well in mm-hmm. my family. And also as a psychiatrist, I have a patient who, a teenager who hanged herself oh. uh, and a close Friend, a co- work colleague mm-hmm. uh, from a prior place that I had worked, who I very much admired. She was a nurse practitioner, mm-hmm. very much admired, respected. Used to mm-hmm. think, oh, if you know, if I had someone who needed mental health treatment, I would send them to her. Her first name is Stacy. Mm-hmm. She jumped off um, one um, a Portland bridge. Wow! And in ni- in uh, 2019. Whoa! Um, and it was practically yesterday. At, yeah, and it was absolutely. Shocking, devastating, and um, I felt like she had been devoured, literally, yeah. by this mental illness. Mm. And following her death, I um, I became, um, I don't know what the right word is, so moved by what had happened mm-hmm. that I started... Um, Uh, something that I called Creative Mm Lifelines. Creative Lifelines reaches out with compassion and creativity to help save lives. Mm -hmm. Did a whole series of posters with um, a visual artist that I had also found found on Upwork, uh, Mm -hmm. Amanda Miodor, and sort of one thing you know led to the other. So I also want to share, too, that I myself have bipolar disorder. I, wow. have, I have bipolar 2 disorder, which is recurrent depression and hypomania. Wow. So I am a creative. I'm a very creative person. When but you're part, up. But part of my creativity right. yeah. is related yeah. to the hypomania.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I understand. I understand. I'm not that. I'm other things. But. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, are we talking about... Active suicide attempts or pa- long, more long-term passive suicide attempts. I'll tell you what I mean. Yeah. In the, in the early 90s, mm-hmm. um, I, had, I had had this long career in broadcasting and millions of, of viewers and all that kind of stuff, right? Mostly in TV. And, I, and then it all went away. And I ended up driving a cab in Baltimore, Maryland. Which is not what you want to do Mm -hmm. in your life, in anyone's life. And so, and it was all gone. Girlfriend was gone. Her son was gone. Career was gone. Everything was gone. Right. And so I, in in driving the cab, I would pick up anybody so that maybe they'd kill me. Mm -hmm. So that Mm -hmm. is a, and I think a lot of people. I don't know. I don't don't know what the statistics are, Uh but it's certainly. Uh, seems to be a component of of suicide that there Mm -hmm. is passive Mm -hmm. passive you think like what do you think
2: yeah i I understand what you're saying um where it's sort of a person it's okay with them to put themselves in harm's way right know, i will i'm gonna cross the street and if a truck hits me Mm -hmm. that's fine Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. yeah
0: but it's not the the overt attempt is yes. not jumping off a bridge
2: yes and and yet what you're describing tom is also mm-hmm. needs to be taken seriously yes. right because yes. why you know you could be driving that cab and decide to crash into a wall or run a red light or yeah. do something and yeah. you're going to end yeah. your life and potentially end other people's lives too
0: well i know i, knew, I knew enough to <laughs> i know enough to get therapy anyway but um but that kind of yeah. th- those kinds of feelings they don't go away yeah. so the song yeah. yes uh did, did you, was it like a poem first?
2: Yeah, it was a poem. It was uh-huh. a poem first. And it rhymed? Uh parts of it rhymed. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. also I think the uh, the the meter, you know, there's uh-huh. a certain kind of meter or rhythm to it yeah. and maybe a little bit of alliteration going on. Uh-huh. Um and it's interesting because not because not every poem that I write do I hear a song in it, but uh-huh. I really could hear something. And and uh-huh. I'm not a musician. But maybe that link between poetry and music, Uh you Uh know, uh, is Uh related to that. Going back to what you said about suicidality, Uh that Oregon... Is that a word? I think, I just made it up. Yeah, no, it's a a word. I never heard it it before. (laughs) So, in terms of... It's a good one, you know. In in terms of um, Oregon... Unfortunately, uh, there's a statistic that I think many people are not aware of or maybe mm-hmm. they, they don't want to be aware of, yeah. which is um, this is 2020 um, documentation, mm-hmm. which is, really goes back to maybe 2019 or 2018, mm-hmm. the way that they you know, calculate it. Mm-hmm. Um, but suicide is the number one killer of 10 to 24 year olds wow. in Oregon. And then it from the next 24 to 34, it's the second killer. Mm. And from the next group upwards to 44, 45, it's the third killer. Mm. And I be, it may be, I'd have to review the literature, but yeah. I think it might be the eighth leading cause of death in the state of Oregon. Wow. So it's real. <laughs> it's real yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and it's deadly.
0: Huh. Uh.
2: And it can be prevented, or at least we should aim towards the future with the idea that it can be prevented Uh so that we Uh need to do everything that we can to help that person so
0: what what did you envision um when someone heard this and they they Um, you know
2: yeah that's a beautiful question thank you um (laughs) i wanted the song to be felt as a conversation Mm -hmm. i wanted the person in need to feel that that they're are people or there is someone who really understands them and, mm-hmm. and I think that the first line speaks to that mm-hmm. like don't give up even though you want to mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's validating mm-hmm. yeah. wanting to give up and also wanting to be dead right cool. um, so feeling supported or validated and mm-hmm. how they're feeling mm-hmm. but also knowing that There will be a better now. There can be a better now, even if you don't see how, even if you don't know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. how you're going to get there. It's kind of the idea of metaphorically and also factually, Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. uh, after the night comes the day. Yeah, (laughs) You know, the seasons change. Things happen. Um, There are some things that we can count on, right? And and I think I'm trying to show in the song that... um, if we go back to our sort of original nature, like a deeper nature, uh-huh. that things are going to be okay. Huh. Yeah, and, in, and what was interesting or fun in the song is that Mia had added the chorus, which is so fantastic uh-huh. about starting with today and you mm-hmm. know even if you um, like if, thinking like you're never going to feel joy again. She uh-huh. had added that, um, and she added the phrase like it's going to be okay. And I added the second okay, uh-huh. like, it's going to be okay, okay, Yeah, in the sense of we're talking to each other, uh-huh. and I think the second okay is recognizing that the person still may not feel okay.
0: Right. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah. Right. Right.
2: So, so I think in, I wanted a person hearing the song to feel recognized, uh-huh. respected, uh-huh. Uh-huh. cared for, and that they should um, seek help.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this isn't something you would play for a client?
2: I have played it for clients. Really? Yes, yeah. But...
0: What I mean, was the reaction?
2: Um, I played the song, and of course, you you know, you have to be thoughtful that right. playing the song needs to be for their benefit, yes. not for right. some ego benefit for me. Right, right. Um, but I played the song for a teenager and her mother, and this is on Zoom because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Uh, and uh, where this young girl who's, who's still struggling t- to some extent, but mm-hmm. in the past, maybe two years ago, was much more severe, and there was even a hospital visit and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, they, they both cried. Wow. They both cried and they talked about how mm-hmm. moving the song was wow uh, and they also they both said it was beautiful i've shared it a number of times mm-hmm. and the response that I, that that i've received is that it's a beautiful song and mm-hmm. they wish people could hear it in fact i hired a pr person for the song
0: is this uh, the person and who sent me this
2: exactly
0: kimmy tang yes there you go well guess it worked
2: yeah and i have to tell this is kind of funny that um this shows you um the power of the internet and how small the world is oh right so i so i um go to my favorite source which is upwork which i think i should be paid by them for all the promotion (laughs) i'm doing but anyway kimmy is in hong kong really yes wow and she's amazing uh-huh. in terms, uh-huh. I was looking for someone who could really hear the value of the song,
3: mm-hmm.
2: right? Mm-hmm. Could, could, in a deep way, mm-hmm. connected with it and would be as passionate in a caring way about it as I am. And she's like that, yeah. you know? And so, but this isn't
0: your first rodeo.
2: No. no no
0: i mean i'm looking at you this is bird that wants to fly in opera is that what you said yes but it's also a book yes yeah uh, what does that mean bird that wants to fly but can't
2: yes so
0: well that's rough
2: y- yes it is yeah because the nature of the bird is to fly yeah yeah and and just and i use that idea of one's nature Uh, Which is beyond like the personal ego identity, Mm -hmm. you know, but the the idea of the the oak tree is in the seed Mm -hmm. Right, Mm -hmm. the flower is meant to bloom Mm -hmm. right and that's in the song it says life has thorns Mm -hmm. But you're the rose that's meant to bloom Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, that um, what happened was this goes back many years ago, um, decades ago, um, that I was um, then I was living in New Jersey, mm-hmm. uh, and what part I of went, Jersey. Uh, I lived in Fanwood. Which, I don't which know is I do near uh, Westfield. It's about mm-hmm. um, thirty minutes from Newark, where oh, I had okay. worked yeah, for yeah, yeah. twenty eight years. Okay, uh, so I went. I went into um, the, the city, and the Therapeutic Arts Alliance of Manhattan was having an arts and healing workshop, um, and I, I think it was in the base of a church um, mm-hmm. in the village, and the name of the workshop was identity and integration ah. which had something to do with like putting the parts of yourself together
0: uh-huh. in greenwich village
2: i, I, I don't <laughs> think i don't I, i'm not sure which village was one of those villages okay
0: uh, but not greenwich village
2: it could have been
0: okay all right yeah yeah
2: yeah so
0: that's a tough audience
2: yeah yeah <laughs> in the in the workshop uh, which I had gone to for myself, uh-huh. right? Um, we had warm-up ep- exercises, uh-huh. you know, musical instruments and mirroring each other and, uh-huh. like, throwing a ball back and forth between each other. And then they gave us um, three pieces of paper, and we were instructed that the paper was to represent three parts of ourself. And with our non-dominant hand, which is my left <laughs> hand, to just scribble on the page but not with the intention of drawing anything huh. just the intention of a scribble huh. then to look at each um, scribble and see if you saw something I- in it huh. so this would be young's active imagination kind uh-huh. of thing so i looked at these the scribbles and i still have these i say uh-huh. and i thought i saw a bird and so i drew more and I made it into a bird and Uh then we're supposed to title it. And I titled it Bird That Ah, Wants to Fly. I see. And then the second one looked like a horse, made it into a horse, called it Beautiful Animal That I that You Are, and then I changed it to Beautiful Animal That I Am. Uh And then the third one was a loop-de-loop. And I made it into a roller coaster, <laughs> and put a "Please Enter" sign with arrows going into it. Uh-huh. And the title was "Roller Coasting is Fun: True, False, or Both." <laughs> and then we were asked to stand in in the center of a circle with the other group members outside. And these were all people that these. This was the first time we were all meeting each other. Uh-huh. Uh, and then we were asked to embody the image. And speak for it. So I became the bird Uh that couldn't fly but wanted to fly, Uh and what that felt like. And then I became the beautiful horse, Uh right? And then I became sort of the personification of life's ups and downs Uh feeling nauseous on the roller coaster, wanting to get off the roller coaster. Fear. Fear, Mm -hmm. anxiety, excitement, right? right? And then we were asked to write. So, uh-huh. this was all like a prologue to writing huh. and, and stirring up our imagination. And from first word to last word, I wrote this story called Bird That Wants to Fly, huh. um, which starts off with a very sad and dejected bird, um, tail feathers neatly tucked between its legs. Uh-huh. Um, walking by the winter carnival Uh and there's the please enter sign but it's walking past it Uh and it's about to walk into a puddle because it can't change direction and it looks down and in the water so this is sort of the subtext Mm -hmm. instead of seeing its reflection in the water it sees the words, beautiful animal that mm. I am. Uh-huh. And it looks up, even though it hurt its neck to do so. And it sees this beautiful, magical horse, mm. you know, with a pink mane you huh. know, and pink tail and I think blue eyes. Sure, it's but not a unicorn. Pink mascara, right? <laughs> <laughs> not a unicorn. Okay. <laughs> and, uh... Uh, and then, you know, the, the horse asks the, uh, the very important question. The horse says, little bird, why are you walking, not flying? Doesn't it take longer that way? Huh. And then the, the horse is very kind and says, you know, I want to know your story, but are you tired? You can rest on me. And then you see the, the bird is, because it can't fly, it's yeah. climbing up the huh. horse to rest. And then the bird. The bird falls asleep, kind of nestled in the mane of mm-hmm. the horse. And then, when the little bird wakes up, the horse says, So tell me your story. And the bird says, That lest I get kind of lost or confused, I'm going to tell you the entire story in one sentence. <laughs> and then, from the bird's point of view, it talks about I, that she does have beautiful wings and she can fly, but there were rainstorms and snowstorms and blizzards and children with rocks and men with shotguns mm-hmm. and and birds crashing into each In other. In other words, life. So it was life, yes. so it decided to walk. Oh. And the horse does not challenge the bird. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you know, you can fly, you know, get over it or something. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um the horse just listens and says, um, would you would you like to fl- Would you like to fly to the roller coaster to me with me? Hmm. I know the owner, you know, and it would be just us two, and it's a good way to begin. And then the bird talks about like the lights were dazzling, and there's the please enter sign, and mm-hmm. um, it gets excited to fly, and then huh. you see it open, it opens its wings, wow. and then it flies.
0: Spoiler um, alert! Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
2: So, <laughs> but the last. Yeah, you know, So I wrote that story. Uh-huh. So that, that was a story for the workshop, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. And then, and actually in the workshop, they went on and they did, quote, like a sculpture. So what we did was I was asked um, by the group facilitators to, um, to pick out people in the group to arrange a scene from the story. Mm-hmm. And I could arrange it any way I want and then follow up with the story is that i i really liked the story
3: mm-hmm.
2: although initially it it was for the purpose of a healing exercise mm-hmm. but then i mm-hmm. saw i liked the story and i yeah. thought that other people might like it too mm-hmm. and i found a um, artist olya K- mm-hmm. well i found olya in a very interesting way her name is olya koletsai i had taken a uh, arts what's it called like a arts educational facilitator training at Newport um, Rhode Island University and um, I was on their mailing list and they sent their college catalog and I was looking at their catalog one day and I saw that Olia was graduating and she had done a beautiful book on on zoo animals and so with my story in mind from New Jersey, I picked up the phone mm. and called that university wow. and said, could you find Olia for me? And mm. then she and I collaborated online for over a year wow. doing mm. the pictures. Mm. And uh, I even sent her a, a photo of My Little Pony, mm-hmm. right? And I mm-hmm. said, you know, it can't look exactly like My Little Pony, but right. this is the kind of image yeah. that I'm looking for, yeah, yeah. and I want, I want the the horse to be the best of the masculine and the best mm-hmm. of the feminine mm-hmm. in one, you know, in one being. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Olia created this beautiful story and illustrations. And then when we when we did it, because it's self-published through then, it was called Create Space. Now it's I think Kindle Press. <laughs> There were when you publish something, there are white pages that sometimes come out at the end of the book. Um, and there were too many white pages for, I don't know, somehow. Uh-huh. And, but I looked at it and I thought, oh, what we'll do is we'll have the last page of the white page after the bird is flying will mm-hmm. say like the story is just beginning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you think's mm-hmm. going to happen next, mm-hmm. and ask the child to draw or write what they think will happen next in the story mm-hmm. and then it says, "Now go ahead and spread your wings so that 's wow. how the book happened mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. the then the next like amazing thing that happened, which I believe is because in the cosmos like good ideas gather energy, <laughs> you know, if you pay attention,
3: mm-hmm.
2: that somehow they're uh, um, fertilizing each other, you know, <laughs> it's somehow, mm-hmm. pe- people's paths cross, mm-hmm. and you can't believe how that happened. Um, so that happened to me, mm-hmm. where I was um, at a, um, some sort of a grant meeting, um, mm-hmm. the, where I had worked, um, University Hospital, um, mm-hmm. I had worked for UMDNJ, University of Medicine and Dentistry of New Jersey, mm-hmm. um, in Newark, which is now called Rutgers Biomedical and Health Sciences. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was University Hospital was part of that then. Now it's it's separate. Um, but back then I, I had started a, something called Creative Arts Healthcare, mm-hmm. um, bringing in artists and poets and dancers to bring the arts into healing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the hospital had had on their own submitted a grant for a co- computer animation artist uh, for the pediatric department for, to help with sickle cell mm-hmm. patients. Mm-hmm. And I was asked if I could go to the grant meeting. So I was at the grant meeting uh, where there were other people that were receiving grants and I just happened to meet a gentleman named Kevin Maynard
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, who was very busy looking at something at his computer so mm-hmm. I was asking about it and it ended up that Kevin was an opera singer and had um, his own opera company called Trilogy and Opera Company so I thought to myself wow I could invite Kevin and his you know troupe mm-hmm. to give some kind of performances for staff and or patients mm-hmm. as part of Creative Arts Healthcare wasn't thinking about this book at all, uh, hmm. and so Kevin um, came and met me in my office, and um, I wanted Kevin to understand that I was um, I was a child psychiatrist, mm-hmm. but I also was an artist. Mm-hmm. And it was very important mm-hmm. to me that mm-hmm. he understand that, mm-hmm. and there just so happened that there was the art exhibit in the medical sciences building, so the art exhibit was open to anyone mm-hmm. at the university. Um, and it could be quilt making sculpture photography poetry you know paintings it was it was all up across the medical sciences building and and the st- the storyboard a mm-hmm. bird that wants to fly i i had it framed mm. one illustration was done i framed that one was in process mm-hmm. and that was up to so there were three of the Depicting illustrations, Mm -hmm. and then I had framed the three typed pages of Mm. of the story. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't yet a book; it was happening. And so I invited Kevin. I said, "Come with me, Kevin." So we went to the medical sciences building, and there's Kevin reading the story in the foyer of the medical sciences building, and he is he is literally tapping on every word in the story (laughs) and then he turns to me and he says diane that would make a beautiful children's opera oh yeah and then he got on the phone Mm -hmm. and he called michael raphael Mm -hmm. who's a composer that he had worked with and that's how it became a children's opera wow and then a friend of trilogy and opera company is danny glover the actor yeah and danny glover narrated the story nice. for the uh like the audible like download yeah. of the actual opera
0: mm-hmm. so that's great
2: I, I like you know it's very when when i share this it, it still shocks me that all this happened <laughs> you know i think there's there's greater powers at play <laughs> you know, because it's a beautiful story. It's Mm -hmm. a very healing story, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it talks about, in its metaphorical way, you know, we can all identify with the bird, and archetypically speaking, the bird is the psyche and the spirit. And what's very interesting is that the bird and the horse together, which I had, this story was spontaneously written, so I didn't have any Contemplation about what I was writing. But the bird and the horse together, when they're combined, Uh is Pegasus. Oh, yeah. Pegasus in Greek mythology is the symbol of poetry Uh and also creativity.
0: So, outside of your psychiatric work, do you consider yourself a poet?
2: Oh, absolutely.
0: Okay. That's dangerous.
2: Why? (laughs) Poets
0: know too much about us.
2: Mm Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
0: That's, that's, they're dangerous well, people to be around
2: yeah, I, well, you know, especially
0: if you're in a relationship with one <laughs>
2: <Okay>. <laughs> I think also in terms of um being dissidents or speaking the truth yeah. that the 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 poets are often the first one, right the canary right yeah. Uh, yeah. the warning sign, right. and also are um, shut down by authoritarian authoritarian mm-hmm. governments mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right
0: yeah. I had a I had a poet girlfriend one time. Oh, uh, How'd it go? Well, it was wonderful and horrible. <laughs> you know, uh, she won a push cart. I mean, she was... Oh, that wow. Oh, yeah, she, yeah. she traveled around the country, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Mary Baraka would, uh, yeah. invited her to read uh-huh. with him and all that. And then uh, she writes this poem, right? And mm-hmm. I, had, I hadn't heard it until I heard her read it. Yeah. And it was just this most wonderful thing about us. Uh And what we had until the last two lines.
2: What happened? Which
0: goes, but half the time your ass is missing.
2: Uh oh. Uh oh. So what'd you say?
0: If anything. What could I say? (laughs) What could I say? I thank you uh, Mm -hmm. because the other part of the poem was just wonderful. Yeah. But like Uh I say, poets know too much. They know too much about people. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, actually, that's what I like about poets. Cause I th- I poets think, always do. Because <laughs> I think when a, per- when a person might feel lonely or estranged or uh-huh. feel that no one can un- possibly understand in some way what they're uh-huh. feeling, yeah. that poetry contains everything. And, and you can feel accepted and have a community within poetry. Yeah.
0: I've been to those parties. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So tell me about this organization. That uh, did, are you, Are you? Do you run it? The uh, uh, Arts Medicine for Hope and Healing. Uh,
2: Uh, kind of, yes, but it's my, I guess it's my, uh, creative child. What is it? Uh, it's, I guess it's more of a conceptualization of all the things that I've done, Ah, right? ah. So, um, better yet, I think I'd like to talk about, if I could talk a little bit about ASHA, uh, which is an organization here in, um, based in Beaverton, but it's international.
0: What letters are they?
2: A S H A, and uh-huh. it's a Sanskrit word oh. uh, that. Oh,
0: it doesn't. It's, it doesn't. Doesn't each letter doesn't have a it, meaning? It does. Oh, oh it does. <laughs> oh, plus, it's a Sanskrit word. Oh man. Okay.
2: <laughs> so it's like. So it means. Um, I think it means healing, healing uh-huh. or hope. Uh-huh. And um, I believe, if I get it right, it also stands for a source of healing for all. Asha, ah. uh-huh. and there's a there's a bit of a story that I want to share about Asha how mm-hmm. I came to know them so a couple of years ago i I went to a local conference at a church that was about youth depression mm-hmm. it, it wasn't a quote professional conference mm-hmm. right? it was a local conference for youth and families mm-hmm. um, and uh, I, and I think that maybe the sponsor was something called Teens Finding Hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there I am at the, at the conference. And actually, I had also brought with me, I think, my laptop, mm-hmm. because I mentioned earlier very tragically a, a teen patient of mine had died and yeah. had hanged herself. Um, and uh, that had happened, I believe, I think that might have been in 2016. And about a year later, um, I was a year later. I wrote a poem about her. Uh-huh. But the way that I wrote the poem was that I was taking some like online course about arts and healing, uh-huh. and all the uh, all the webinars were disappearing after hmm. Memorial Day. Oh, so I was all day long. I was watching all these videos, uh-huh. and one of the videos had to do with writing a poetic progress note. Mm -hmm. So uh, I thought about the last time, I was often thinking about her, and I thought about the last time I saw her and wrote a poem about that experience of Mm -hmm. her and her mother and myself. And then that ended up to be dramatized and made into a video. Mm. And I initially called it What Makes Us, Mm -hmm. like what makes us want to live, what makes us want to die. And later I changed the title to 13 Reasons Why Not. You know, um, and then it ended with a suicide prevention hotline number, right? So I, I was, all, I had also brought that with me because I was thinking I might share it with somebody at this conference. Mm-hmm. So anyway, a woman comes up to me. I didn't know anybody at the mm-hmm. at this conference. A woman comes up to me, and she was Ram Prashad. and she is the founder. Oh. Gayatri Ramprasad. Okay. Yeah, she is the founder, um, president mm-hmm. of Asha International. Okay. She has her own mental health story, mm. so I didn't know, I didn't know anything about who she was. She was mm-hmm. explaining herself to me. Me too. Uh, and <laughs> I get a tap on the shoulder, and the tap on the shoulder is that someone didn't. Um, one of the panelists couldn't come to the panel, and could I be on the panel? Huh. So. I thought, okay, I'll be on the panel. And I was thinking I'm a psychiatrist. I can speak about depression and resources and Mm -hmm. try to be of help. So there I am Mm. on the panel. It ended up the panel was sponsored through Asha. Mm. So I'm the fourth person on the panel. There's two teenagers, a parent Mm -hmm. and me. Mm. Everyone is telling their mental health story. So then it's my turn and I just decided you know, that it was time for me to step up the, to the plate wow. right? and hopefully hit a home run and tell my mental health story. Had you ever
0: told it in public before? No. Wow.
2: No, I had never told it in public before. So that was a real um, em- empowering moment uh-huh. in my life.
0: Wow. Um, what did that feel like? It felt good. Yeah?
2: Yeah, it felt very good.
0: Yeah. Wasn't scary?
2: No. No, it wasn't. But it could be. Well, I guess you
0: were ready to tell it. Yeah,
2: I was ready to tell it plus I think if there if there were someone who was following the work that I was doing, Uh they might have thought to themselves, I wonder what's going on with Diane. (laughs) That she's yeah. so passionate about this, yeah, oh. and so self motivated oh, uh-huh. yeah, about yeah. all yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I wasn't frightened. I felt empowered. Um, there's a, but a, I think I might have also felt at the end, you know, oh my goodness, did I overshare? <laughs> Is, oh right, I, right, uh, d- right. Oh. I be, maybe I'm. I've embarrassed myself. I know. Or, I know. You know, what have I done with my career as a professional. Wow. Um, But I think it's important at appropriate times to Uh be a real person. Sure. And there are plenty of mental health professionals Uh who went into the field of mental health because they're sensitive to right. the needs of mental health because of their own life experiences. Right, right. Again, right. you have to be wise in your personal life and your professional life mm-hmm. and always be for the patient, You know, not mm-hmm. for your own gratification. Mm-hmm. So, what happened after I shared the story is that Guythri and I connected. <coughs> and mm-hmm. I became an Asha storyteller uh-huh. um, and also became on their board of directors. Wow. Um, I had thought in the past of doing like grand rounds at you know mental health um, Uh universities Uh um, about my own life story, including all the creative work I've done about suicide prevention, Uh kind of interweave it together, and that being with Asha motivated me even more. Uh-huh. In fact, I gave, a, I gave on Zoom a grand rounds um, for um, OS, uh, OSHU. Yeah. And I also, amazingly enough, I gave a grand rounds for Downstate Medical Center uh-huh. in December.
3: Huh.
2: And it was at Downstate in the dorm that I had attempted suicide. Wow. So it, I think it was a real um, uh-huh. growth Healing yeah. experience.
0: Are you still dealing with those things? I would say yes.
2: Yeah. I mean, as far as, yes, in terms of um, um, I have bipolar disorder, yeah. so there there yeah. are times that I can I can feel effervescent and uh-huh. bubbly and uh-huh. more talkative and yeah. more creative and yeah. not sleeping as much and uh-huh. I have to be aware like what that is yeah. and yeah. Um, yeah. do. Good self-care, as uh-huh. I mentioned before, I'm, that also was part of the creativity, although I know I can be creative outside of
0: that. Yeah.
2: Um, what kind and, of
0: self-care are we talking about?
2: Um, eating, uh-huh. sleeping,
0: uh-huh.
2: Um, resting, yeah. not getting overstressed, uh-huh. um, trying to ba- create balance. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Right. in um, in a mental health profession, you know one's goal can be helping uh, helping others yeah, and yeah. yet in order to also help others you absolutely have to help your fir- yourself first easier is this one, easier, one for, it, is a, this easier
0: yeah. for you because you're, you're a mental health professional or or harder oh,
3: ask to, the de- to deal with
0: is it easier for you to deal with your, your own problems as, as a mental health professional professional or is it more mm-hmm. difficult because you know more about it?
2: That's a great question. You. <laughs> I have to think more That's about it. That's why they it. don't give me the big But, pro- box, but, no. prob- but yeah. probably maybe it waxes and wanes per the yeah. situation. Yeah. 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 I think in some respect it does very much help because I'm knowledgeable you know, yeah. about yeah. psychiatric illness uh, and that it is, it's an emotional uh-huh. you know, difficulty uh-huh. or, or psychological difficulty. Um, and it's also very much a physical Disorder, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. And and I want to share something else about that in a moment. Um, I th- I think that that idea of balancing self-care uh-huh. and also very much authentically taking care of others uh-huh. is something that I need to be mindful for. Yeah, because you can't solve one's own problem by helping other people solve their problem. Can or can't? You can't.
0: You can't. I mean, well, yeah,
2: I mean, yeah. I think the um, um, the sharing, the helping, the, you know, the professional yeah, yeah. therapy, medication, all these things are beneficial to that person. Even However, though you have a sense
0: of yeah, of of of, of, of um, accomplishment.
2: Yeah, there can be a sense of accomplishment, but that's not, definite, But yeah, that's a different thing. Yeah, but but that but that is not uh, is not going to solve an an individual's. Problem personal yeah. difficulties yeah, yeah. just like i don't know a person could become i don't know an acclaimed musician right. or a celebrity or or an outstanding writer or, or whatever no, writers are crazy okay <laughs> and um, <laughs> in fact there's some. Um, who wrote this darkness made visible Uh, William Styron Uh, and he's uh describing I Uh think uh, being maybe in Paris he's somewhere abroad he's getting an award and he's terribly depressed so getting getting the recognition Uh right um, it isn't solving that inner problem Uh that doesn't mean you shouldn't help people it also means you need to help yourself
0: yeah 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 Yeah. Yeah. interesting Wow so um, uh what's what's next i mean you uh, you're gonna continue to make music and you, but you're not a musician yourself right no yeah.
3: oh. no yeah wow
2: um but i think that there's something musical in me
0: uh-huh.
2: <laughs> and and i think poetry is m- what musical language right right which right. is also what makes it memorable yeah Okay. Um I, I want the
0: insight that makes it memorable. <laughs> OK,
2: <laughs> so I wanted to say, damned insight. <laughs> wanted to share, too, that in collaboration with Asha, uh, there's a new project uh-huh. and the song Don't Give Up uh-huh. fits in with that project. Uh-huh. So what happened was back in December 2020, I was listening to my youth patients and again, so much depression, suicidality. Yeah. One, one. Maybe she's twenty-one year old. Told me, uh, oh, she told me of a, bit, she mentioned a very, uh, a serious suicide attempt mm-hmm. that she had done in 2017. And I had said, um, you know, I don't, I don't remember your telling me that. And she said, oh, yeah, you're very busy, you might not remember mm-hmm. that. Huh. I said, no, I definitely would remember yeah, that. Yeah. And I went through the chart with her because there were mm-hmm. certain key factors that you could tell when, when this was happening and um, read aloud what that note was about. Mm-hmm. And she said, no, nah, you're right, I didn't tell you. And the reason why I didn't tell you was that I didn't want you to take it seriously. Oh. And that really was like... That makes sense. Like an arrow went through me when she said that. And I was thinking, wow, it's not only what somebody tells you, it's what they don't tell you. And through listening to everybody, I just felt I had to write something. Um, And so I think writing is a way that I um, digest Uh or integrate Uh or... Keep myself calm uh-huh. or sane. So, because I didn't have any exterior purpose in writing other than I had to write something. Uh-huh. So, what I wrote back in December was if my words could make a difference, uh-huh. this is what I would say.
3: Uh-huh.
2: And then I start off saying, if I were having a heart attack, would I call myself crazy or would I call 911? Yeah, yeah know yeah, yeah. and if somebody told me medicine or therapy would help you know would i walk yeah, out yeah, or what i yeah. you know and, and i'm describing why is it that we don't think our brain is part of our body right and why is mental illness stigmatized and people feel shamed by others or they feel ashamed of themselves right uh-huh. and then in the essay i'm talking about um I, I have asthma. Am I going to be ashamed of telling the nurse I have asthma? No yeah, way. Yeah, you know? yeah. and, and, so, and then I'm describing the statistics of suicide um, in Oregon. Uh-huh. And then it ends up talking about, you know, and now that you know the truth, you know, medication can help. Therapy yeah. can help. Don't be a statistic. Right. And then I said, that's what your heart, because I was using the metaphor of a heart attack. Uh-huh. And I talk about, you know, you could have a brain attack. Yeah. That could be... Wanting, hating yourself, mm-hmm. wanting to, mm-hmm. you know, do drugs, having a panic attack, mm-hmm. suicide, eating disorder—these mm-hmm. all can be thought of in a way as a physical attack, mm-hmm. which is invisible from the outside, mm-hmm. but very much real on the inside. Mm-hmm. So I kind of pulled it all together, saying, um, "That's—you know—don't be a statistic. That's what your heart and your brain want you to do." Mm-hmm. And then I gave the suicide prevention number. Yeah. So. I wrote she could that. have been
0: passively what uh, suicidal you know the, thinking that she had said something which in which but she didn't make it clear to you
2: no she had she, she had attempted to hang herself oh oh
0: okay well that's different yeah yeah okay well wow.
2: the, the but i mean when, one, she, when well, she when she when she sure. mentioned
0: it first time the first time around yeah and, and and uh yeah so in
2: 2017 there was depression but yeah. denied any suicide yeah yeah attempt yeah.
0: yeah but she still was reaching out for help oh yeah definitely. even though she even though she probably didn't really want it yeah,
2: yeah. and part of yeah. her did and part yeah. of her didn't right.
0: oh, And I that know. i've goes, been there i've been there yeah that
2: kind of <laughs> goes back there. to the song like yeah. don't give up Right. Even though you want to. Right. You, know, right. you can have right. both those thoughts yeah. and then can you shift it a little bit into health. So I want to mm-hmm. say that with the essay, I thought that some, that some of my patients might benefit mm-hmm. from hearing that because it very much talks about this is a physical illness. You know? mm-hmm. You're not going to be embarrassed about a heart attack. You want to live right Uh get help same thing with a a mental health illness that affects the quality of your life Uh as well as are you going to live or die right Right. you're important live um and then i shared it with some i shared it with a high school student and she on her own shared it with two teachers in her high school Mm. again this is all on zoom because Mm -hmm. of the pandemic And she told me that one of those teachers shared it with every single one of her students in her class. Yeah, yeah. And then I shared it with another uh, patient of mine, a young man. And as I read it to him, um, he told me it sounded like a TED Talk. (laughs) So then I started thinking more about the usefulness of what I had written. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, maybe it could become part of a health curriculum in high school. Mm -hmm. And then... And then I, ex- or uh, like a non-graded assignment, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, of they're saying, you have lived experience, young person. Mm-hmm. How do you think youth mental health can Im- be improved? Mm-hmm. And then I saw that there was a grant through the Oregon Council of Child and Adolescent Psychiatry. Mm. And it had to be a member of OCAP, mm-hmm. of which I am, to apply for the grant. And you needed to collaborate with a nonprofit. So I reached out to Asha, and we put together the grant, and it's called um, um, If My Words Could Make a Difference Mm -hmm. um, Youth Mental Health Campaign, and we received the grant. Good. Uh, and the idea, again, um, is for youth to submit their own creative work. It could be a song. It mm-hmm. could be a play, a story, an essay, uh, a paragraph, mm-hmm. a haiku. It could be artwork um, in which they're also describing how their artwork applies to youth mental health. So mm-hmm. the question is being asked um, from your lived experience, how can your mental health mm-hmm. and the mental health of your peers be helped improved, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then those um, creative works would be put on the website, which is through ASHA, on the If My Words Could Make a Difference webpage. And then we will reach out to at least 40 different agencies, some in Oregon and some across the United States, Mm -hmm. to share what you think, because the mental health, quote, people, community should hear what you think Mm -hmm. they need. Mm -hmm. And then hopefully... Um, those um, people in the in the mental health community can have um, change positive change
0: did you find a an, an increase in either attempted suicides or people talking about suicides or suicides themselves during the quarantine
2: well, I'm, I'm going to just speak from my own yeah. experience and that is that um, there was an increase in anxiety. Yeah. Um, some of my patients have social anxiety, hmm. and for those people, actually being at home was very comforting to them. I
0: can see that. You know, I can also see that there would, there would be more anxiety among seniors. Yeah.
2: Um, also, some people, in terms of going to school and yeah. social interactions in school, yeah. or they're being bullied in school right, or right, whatever, right, right. being at home was better for them there were some young people though that because of the severity of their anxiety were having trouble with online school which Mm -hmm. online school itself is a very difficult thing to do Mm -hmm. but they were so anxious they couldn't be have the camera on
3: Mm -hmm. um
2: there was some increase in depressive um thinking and but Mm -hmm. i I didn't within my cohort of patients there Mm -hmm. I, i didn't see an increase in suicide attempts are you
0: having to um guide people um, coming out of this now
2: yes yes I think I think people are you know people young people as well as you know older yeah. people but especially I think it's true for youth and maybe also around the time of puberty mm-hmm. that they haven't seen their friends right in a year yeah their body looks different right Right. Um, right. right. They uh, may feel uncomfortable about how do we start up friendships, right. you know, again. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so there's, I think there's a process. I think he um, said
0: about everybody. Yeah,
2: <laughs> that's true. Yeah. That I think there's a process of becoming comfortable again, mm-hmm. and also mm-hmm. the idea that we've been, um, our brain, has mm-hmm. been trained to be cautious
0: yes yeah yeah um
2: yeah. in terms of interacting with people
0: yeah i suppose you're right i suppose you're right, yeah. I, suppose you're right. Yeah.
2: I know when when i was invited to do the interview uh-huh. today yeah. i was thinking wow it's in person my, my initial thought oh, was, was that it wasn't in person oh, I know. I know. and then i was yeah. thinking yeah. Uh, am I going to wear a mask? Um, I'm, I'm right. vaccinated um, it, it, right. it should be okay for me not to wear a mask exactly you know? yeah. and, and yeah. I'm not wearing a mask right and, and it's you're not terrific. Wearing a mask and, it's wonderful. And I feel fine no it, but, was, but it was
0: it was quite amazing because we, we we were here uh, when the pandemic started I mean we've been here for, for a few years we've done this a couple of different places but we were here when the pandemic started and then and then and then we, nobody was anywhere right? And then there was a decline in cases. Remember that? Hmm. And they wanted to start opening things, so we came back. Matter of fact, they started having shows here, on, you know, streaming shows here again in the cafe. And, um, and then all of a sudden, everything spiked, and I just went, no, no, I'm not doing this until, I, until the vaccine is out. And I didn't. But it yeah. was just amazing Good. to come back here and be able to talk to people and be able to see the rest of their face.
3: Exactly. Yes. You know, I mean, it's
0: it's, it's so different. It's, it's mm-hmm. just, uh, you know, I mean, oh, I remember this. Mm-hmm. I remember this. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't this yeah. wonderful? Yes. I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember, uh, uh, and, and it was a very, very, very vivid thing that happened because one of the first people I had in here without a mask was uh, the boogie cat, the great blues, blues man, Norman Sylvester, who is the most flamboyant dresser in town. And he came in wearing a beige suit with a turquoise uh, uh, shirt Uh and a tie that had guitars all over it. (laughs) And I went, oh, yes. 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 This is more like life. Yes. You know? Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, um, uh, well, it's a good thing you don't have to deal with seniors Mm -hmm. because we we have had uh, Target on our backs.
2: Yes. Yeah. 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 I want to say that going back to that idea of depression and suicide, that it's older white men that have the highest rates of suicide
0: oh i wonder why
2: <laughs> <laughs> maybe you can tell us
0: <laughs> i can tell you <laughs> you know first of all everything's everything's uh, slowing down or stop working mm-hmm. things you know your body stops working in many ways mm-hmm. and uh the the things that you have you have identified yourself with yeah. no longer happen for you and, uh, uh, and then you are, uh, you already know that men die first, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And plus, when the, when the pandemic hit, everything that was, there was, was the target on my back. Mm-hmm. I'm old, I got a heart condition, I'm fat. You know what I mean? Yes. So, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it hasn't been fun, yeah. you know. But it's, you know, we're coming back, coming back. The, the blues festival is going to happen and yes. yeah. all that stuff And uh, well listen thank you very much for coming here I really wow. appreciate it, this well, has been terrific you. Um, uh, thank you for your work and, and uh, all, all the things that you do Thank you. Uh, it's wonderful
2: uh, yeah. chatting with you, having yeah. a conversation. Yeah. I wanted to say, if, uh-huh. if anyone listening in the audience has ideas on how to share the Don't Give Up song, uh-huh. um, because it's about saving lives, uh, and I'm donating the song, uh-huh. um, but I need the help of a community uh-huh. to get it out there.
0: Well, uh, all that information will be right on the page. Great. Yep.
2: Yep. Thank you.
0: Okay. And as we say every week, that's entertainment.